Many of us have long wondered about some things that are just weird, right? We've all had the question, we've all gone to the grocery store to get ready for a picnic. Wouldn't a summer picnic feel really good right about now? Well, we've all gone to buy hot dogs and realized, what in the world is going on when the number of hot dogs in a package do not match the number of hot dog buns? What were they thinking? Or, have you ever noticed, we call this a what? A double U, but if that doesn't look like two U's to me. It looks like two what? Yeah, why don't we call it w, double V's? It just doesn't make any sense. Or, why do we criticize people for having their cake and eating it too? I mean, if you have a cake in front of you, what are you going to do with it, friends? Eat it, thank you. Why do we sing, take me out to the ball game, when we're already at the ball game? Anybody ever wonder what Mr. Rogers really did? I mean, when the show starts, we were in his house, he comes in, when it's time to go, he leaves and we stay. Some things are just really weird. And then there's this. You know who this is? The Flintstones, right? There's Barney and Betty Rubble and, and Bam Bam and, and uh, Pebbles, uh, the Dino, is that his name? And Fred and Wilma Flintstone, the modern Stone Age family. You ever watch these guys? I did on reruns. Um, you're welcome. You like that show? You ever look at something like that and think, that's weird? You know what's weird about that picture? Do you notice anything weird about this? Do you notice anything weird about the modern Stone Age family celebrating Christmas? Does that seem strange to anybody? Talk about B.C., right? But you think about that and you kind of wonder how sometimes when it comes to Christmas, Oh, we love Christmas. And oh, we love the Christmas time. We sing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And so many times when we sing and we say that, we have this idea of what Christmas is supposed to look like. What makes Christmas Christmas? And we will do anything to make sure our image of Christmas stays where it is. We'll even impress our image on them. That's just wrong. It's wrong to make the Flintstones celebrate Christmas. And matter of fact, I'm, I've decorated a few trees myself. Uh, they look too happy to be doing that. <laughs> Just saying. But we do have this image of what Christmas is supposed to look like. And sometimes, when that image doesn't come out. Sometimes when Christmas, the reality plays out and it doesn't fit our image, we say things like, well, Christmas is ruined. Or Christmas wasn't all that great this year. Because that whole God with us stuff, it's just not the same if I can't sing jingle bells with the people I love. Y'all with me? Friends, I think we need to do a better job of recognizing that image that we have of what Christmas is supposed to look like may not be God's image. That image of picture-perfect Christmas may not be what God wants us to think about when it comes to Christmas. And don't get me wrong, tradition is fine until tradition 
squeezes out what's really important about why we're coming together. We've got to be careful because if we look at Scripture, if we look at the story, the one that we were reminded of this morning, we realize that sometimes we try to put our perfect image in what happened to Mary and Joseph and what happened to the shepherds. But I don't think it was quite so pretty for them. It can't be when one of the first words out of the angel's mouth to Mary is, Do not be afraid. Now, maybe there's something scary about seeing an angel. And friends, I'm going to admit to you, if one shows up right here, I'm the first one out the door. Just saying. But I think maybe part of what the angel is saying, Mary, don't be afraid. What I'm about to tell you is going to rock your world. See, in God's, that's a familiar message from God. Do not be afraid. We hear it throughout Scripture all the time. God tells Abram in the book of Genesis, Do not be afraid. I am your shield and your great reward. Well, why would God have to tell Abram not to be afraid? Because you're going to need a shield and you're going to be hoping for some great reward while you're out facing the nation. Don't be afraid. I'm your shield. God tells Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Why does God have to assure Joshua, do not be afraid? Because I think Joshua is shaking in his boots. So he has to go against this army before him. Don't be afraid, Joshua. I've already handed them over to you. And it would be a message that Jesus would pick up too. Do not be afraid, he would say. Just believe. She will be healed, he tells a desperate parent. Why does Jesus have to give that message to that parent? Because that parent is scared out of their mind they're about to lose a child. Do not be afraid. Even in the book of Acts, that guy, uh, Paul, tough and gritty Paul, he's told in the vision, do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be afraid. Do not be silent. Why does God have to tell Paul, do not be afraid? Well, you know, because after one or two times of speaking in front of people and them trying to kill you, uh, that'll do it to you. But do not be afraid. That's what the angel tells Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary. Maybe an indication to us that there is a lot to be fearful of. A lot to be fearful of that our pretty nativity scenes don't really communicate. When we remind ourselves that Mary isn't Mary yet. And what kind of scandal is this going to be? Not only on her herself, but on her family. And on the one she has committed to be married to. You remember that part of the story. Joseph finds out and because he's righteous, he decides to, to just quietly separate himself from her. And that was his way of showing mercy. Because if everybody found out, guess what they would do to Mary? They would stone her. 
Merry Christmas, y'all. Do not be afraid, the angel tells Mary. Found favor with God. What we have to realize about Mary's life, and certainly what Mary's life would look like after that encounter, is that things were about to get messy. Now, I'm no expert on the, on the subject, but I do understand that childbirth and all that pretty. It's kind of difficult. Uh, and I do know that um, some women aren't at their best um, uh, when it comes to niceness. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but do you see this idea about Mary? Just the fact of childbirth, that this is about to happen to this young woman and the situation that it puts her in, that people could be willing to kill her. It's messy. But it's in that mess God shows up. It's in that fear that Mary and Joseph have that God shows up. It's in that, it's in that stable now, you know what stables are for, right? Animals. And so if, 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 if Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus, all meek and mild, are in a stable, guess what else are in stables? Yeah, animals. And, and we like to have that. We put the, the cute little uh, sheep on the side of the manger scene, and we have like a little uh, 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 donkey or something we put over here. It's wrong. They need to be all together. Now, what else happens when you put animals together? They get on each other's nerves, don't they? And then they do something else that I don't want to talk about that smells that doesn't get quite communicated in our pretty little nativity scene. Do you realize what I'm saying to you? Sometimes we clean up the image so much that we have this perfect idea of what it's supposed to look like that we forget the hope and the peace that God brought to a messed up circumstance. We've got to be willing to realize that this image of a picture-perfect Christmas may be taking us away from the reality of what God's presence did for Mary and Joseph and what it can still do for us today. I'm not suggesting that we give up traditions. Our family has Christmas trees. We like exchanging gifts. We like decorating. I'm not talking about that, but what I am saying is are we able to let God show up in the messiness of our lives? Because when we walk out this door, you know what's going on in your world. You, you even kind of know what's going on in other people's world. You don't quite have it all figured out, just let you know. But needless to say, things are messy. Because that's life. And when we have this picture perfect image. We forget that God wants to show up in the mess of life. That God wants to bring healing and peace to the messiness of our world. To each one of us. We know our attitudes. We know what things we have in our mind that we would consider aren't picture perfect. 
Friends, those are the places in our life that God wants to show up. Those are the places where God says, I am still with you there. That's what Christmas reminds us of. The angel shows up to Mary. Do not be afraid because you're about to have a son. And oh, by the way, the son, the name is going to be God is with us. And he is going to set up a kingdom that will never end. Why is that a promise? Because the kingdom that Mary is under right now is not a very good kingdom. Because things are not as God wants them to be. Now, the faces have changed, times have moved on, but that reality is still ours today. The way things are in the world are not the way God wants them to be. And so we have Christmas as a reminder that God wants to show up in the messiness of our world. But we've got to get rid of the picture-perfect Idea. Because often what that does as well is, is create a sense of safety, comfort. And when God shows up and gives us a calling, quite often it pulls us out of that comfort. God wants us to hear. You don't have to be afraid. What I am calling you to do, what you are to be about as God's people can make anybody fearful. But do not be afraid. I am with you. The call to follow Christ is a call to give our life over to God. Now, that sounds easy to say, and it sounds like the right thing to say on a Sunday morning sitting in pew at church. How comfortable is it Monday morning or Tuesday afternoon or any other time of the week? It can be fearful to submit ourselves to God, to turn ourselves over, to be a part of God's plan, part of God's will. That's why the angel shows up and says, do not be Something else we can't quite figure out about ourselves is you know, sometimes we'll think about something and we'll think and we'll think and we'll think and we'll think. And before you know it, we've spent more time thinking about whatever it is than the actual time it would have taken to do it. And I think that applies here as well. That we think about, you know, maybe this is the year that you know, Christmas really isn't about me. Maybe I'll cut back a little bit. But it's so hard. Or, you know, maybe this is the year, you know, I, I understand, I really got to be, this is the time of, of sharing Christmas joy. But, you know, I got a family. And how many times, it breaks my heart, people, it's happened before. It's the only reason why I can share it with you, because the right song isn't sung at Christmas Eve service. Christmas just wasn't the same. 
Really? Friends, maybe now is the time for us to realize that that perfect image may not be God's image. That that mess that you know about your life and the rest of the world around you, maybe that's God's image for you so that you can see where exactly it is God needs to show up. And this Christmas, as we anticipate the coming of our Lord, sisters and brothers, may it be so that Christ shows up. Let's pray. Gracious God, you have promised to always be with us, promised to bring us peace and wholeness. So forgive us, God, when we have instead chosen our own ideas of what that looks like and replaced our own thoughts and ideas of what a perfect Christmas looks like. Instead of seeing the wonder, the miracle that you are willing to give us. God, help us to see your presence in the messiness of our lives. Teach us to not be fearful, to trust in your presence. And may your presence bring peace and healing to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.